If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball What is up, everybody, and welcome to a special wow, special emergency hot off the press episode of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. We already took like an hour and forty minutes just to do rankings, <laughs> which meant that we had no time to talk about the biggest tournament of the year so far, and in recent memory, probably some of the best baseball I've seen played. The WBC, the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, man, this tournament was absolutely insane. It's definitely the best WBC so far, I mean, ever that I've seen. And some of these games I will remember for a long time. They're, uh, especially the, yeah. actually, you know, we'll talk about them when we get to it. Yeah. But there is, they are some magical games. Uh, we are down a Noah. Yeah, but we've we've got rest his rest in peace, Noah. Rest in peace, unlucky. He's had a tough work week. You hate to see it. Yeah, we've all been there. We've no, been it's there. it's fine. This is uh for for reference in case anyone's wondering. This is we're we're recording this at like eight thirty on a Wednesday. Yeah. So me and Adam just going rogue about yeah. the WBC because so, you gotta. Yeah, if you listen to our uh, episode predictions of the West and you are back listening to our WBC breakdown, we love you guys. Yeah, love having yeah. you. Well, let's start with where the WBC started. Group stage. Oh. Pool play. So, uh, for those uh, uninitiated uh, about the WBC, and that's fair to be, it only rolls around every four years, and it's really only been around for like 30 years or something. It's only been like five or six of these. Yeah. It's back to every three years. We're going to see awesome. it in 2026. Love it so much. Um, yeah, awesome. But uh, basically, there is sort of like a precursor tournament before it where there's qualifiers. And once qualifiers are done, there are 20 teams that get sorted into four groups. So four groups of five teams each. They play a single round robin, which just means everybody plays everybody once. So you play four total games. So in group stage, so you play the other four teams in your group. Top two teams in the group advance to brackets. And then it's just clean single elimination all the way till the end. So, you know, what's crazy yeah. about before we like go into this, like we'll talk about the pools shortly, yep. but I feel like going into this tournament, I looked at the pools and I was like, oh, it's these two teams out of this pool, these two teams out of this pool, these two teams out of this pool and so on. Mm -hmm. And none of the pools had the two favorites come out. And yeah. that's kind of wild to think about. Yeah, there were a couple teams that definitely made it out that I think people would, would be pretty shocked at. I think there were also a couple that were like, they were probably most people's like third team in the pool. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. So like some of those are pretty fair. Um, but either way, super surprising. And I think honestly, more surprising was just like how different each of the pools kind of felt and played. Yeah, yeah. Um, so pool A, I mean, we got to start with pool A because A, it's the yeah. first one. But B, it was also the most absolutely ridiculous. Just chaotic. Cuba, chaos. yeah, Cuba, Italy, the Netherlands, Panama, and Taiwan 
which in this tournament, I hate that they were called Chinese Taipei. It's Taiwan. Come on. Um, but, uh, they all beat each other. Every single team finished two and two, (laughs) which dude, (laughs) that's crazy. Cause Netherlands got off to a two and O start and Cuba started off. Oh, and two. And it ended up being Netherlands missed out and Cuba made it through as the one seed after starting 0-2. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it all comes down to the tie-breaking things, you know, whether it's run differential. Yeah. I think it was run differential was the biggest thing. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, your two teams that came out of Pool A were Cuba and Italy. Um, don't think many people had Italy getting out of groups, but they did. I, I mean... We were talking about how like there was a couple of the third favorites. I would say Italy was probably the third favorite. I with think they, Cuba and Netherlands yeah. being the favorites. Yeah, I think most um, people so, thought Cuba Netherlands were were probably gonna run run away with it. But uh, yeah, Italy would be mm-hmm. probably like the third team. Yeah, Netherlands the team of short stops. <laughs> Literally <laughs> have like five short stops on their roster. Seriously, but uh, great for Cuba and Italy. Uh, let's move on or real quick. Is there anything you want to say about the location of these games? Um, I mean, most of it, I think made a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of the, it, like it was, I forget exactly. Cause each pool played in a different place. Um, yeah. Well, I was specifically off. talking about pool a though, like right. the games that was in Taiwan. Right? Yeah. Pool a was in Taiwan. Yeah. I liked that. I, I, I dug that we got to see those kinds of, those games in different locations just because i mean a um it's the world baseball classic it should have stuff in other locations um but b it's just really cool to see those different fan bases and how they watch games live because it is so different than how the u.s watches games live yeah the games in taiwan it was like a literal party they were chanting and cheering the entire game they had people on top of the dugouts dancing it was a party out there it was a lot of fun to watch it was super super fun to watch i remember uh during the covid year um i know you and noah tuned into a little bit of the uh, kbo did you ever go back and watch kbo with fans properly because no, I have not ventured there, but I'm sure it's, it's very similar. It's to what we very saw. similar. I mean, teams have like cheer captains on the like on the top of dugouts that lead like the whole arena in chance. It's nuts. Um, it's absolutely crazy. I was yeah. glad we got to see it. But let's roll on to Pool B because we still have the yeah, tournament. Got to get through the rest. Through. Uh, for Pool B, Japan clean sweep four and zero, followed up by Australia. Three wins, one loss. Korea missing out on qualifying at two and two record, followed by the Czech Republic at one and three, and China at zero oh and four. Uh, China probably looked like one of the worst teams in this tournament. Yeah, they were probably not to take a shot at them, but yeah, they were. There was a lot of talk that the team was not practiced. A lot of them play in the Chinese Baseball League, which has not been in operation since COVID. So a yeah, lot of these guys haven't uh... been playing consistent baseball. Yeah, I mean still qualified for the whole thing yeah but yeah definitely looked like one of the weakest teams um korea was i think the surprise um dropped their game a heartbreaker to australia pretty much the main reason that they that they didn't make it in um and that australia Mm -hmm. finished through one i mean props to the aussies they absolutely came to play which was sweet to see glendening i believe is his name the second baseman for australia that yeah robbie glendening he had a great tournament, 300 batting average, 990 OPS, and he hit a huge home run against Korea to give them secure the win. Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, Japan obviously at this point looked absolutely yeah. dominant, unreal. Japan was <laughs> they level. were they were not gonna get beat. Um, yeah, none of these teams even made them sweat. No, not at all. Um, crazy uh, also thing. Um, Korea like this was a pretty big deal that they dropped out. Like um, yeah, literally like right after they dropped out, the KBO, so the, that's the Korean Baseball Organization, um, released like a public apology, um, saying that the the KBO and its ten teams take full responsibility for the results, and they held a meeting to uh discuss how to improve the short and long term improvement of the Nash of the league and the national team. Like that's yeah. how seriously they took that. And the crazy part is that was probably only the second biggest like team to miss out. Like they yeah. weren't even the biggest team that we, everybody was like, Whoa, yep. We'll get to that shortly. But, um, pool C that first pool that took place in the U S with the U S in it in Phoenix we had Mexico finishing first place in an absolute shocker yep. three and one. They took down the USA in a crazy game. USA finished second place, three and one. Followed by Canada at two and two, Great Britain at one and three, and Colombia at one and three. Which to me, Colombia finishing in last place, kind of a shock. Did not expect that. Yep. Uh, obviously, I think coming in, I don't know how much we talked about it pre-tournament, but Mexico was definitely like a sleeper team coming in. I definitely told multiple people like, "Hey, look out for that Mexico roster. Like, they have some good talent, and they had some good starting pitching." Yep. We saw it here as they managed to take down the USA. US, what was your take on it? U.S. got to a really slow start this tournament. They really didn't look... I mean, I mean, obviously, they finished 3-1 in the groups. They beat up on, on Great Britain and Canada pretty hard. Um, but uh, they definitely otherwise looked pretty pretty slow. They didn't look like the, the super powerhouse team that I think a lot of people would have expected the U.S. to come out looking like. Mexico looked really good, though. Um awesome games Mexico, to watch I mean, though dude they smacked the u.s it was they 11 really to 5 did. yeah so that was wild uh, i'm trying to find who mexico lost to because i don't have it in front of me and they lost to oh not them <laughs> <laughs> i have no clue who mexico lost to. i can't find it yeah i'd have um, to scroll back pretty far i think find the yeah. other group stage was it game. their first game did they lose before playing the u.s uh i am oh not. they lost to colombia colombia beat the u.s so colombia's only win was against mexico not the u.s sorry oh wow but wow that is uh kind of surprising shout out colombia for taking down mexico but didn't matter much in the end uh and then on no, to pool d we had another undefeated team kind of to me like one of the more impressive performances too venezuela that team looked amazing awesome um they were, I mean, we'll talk about it in the uh, quarterfinals too, but Venezuela was an extremely fun team. They swept, honestly, the pool that I would say a lot of people going into thought the Dominican public had, yep, Republic had on like rap. Like they didn't even have to try that hard. Yeah. A lot of people talking about how that Dominican Republic has the best roster in this tournament. Well, they finished two and two and did not qualify as Puerto Rico finished in second with a three and one record, followed by Israel and Nicaragua, which. Sorry, guys, you never really had a yeah, chance think, in the bracket with think, the Dominican Republic, Puerto yeah, Rico, and Venezuela. It, it, Israel may have been some people's sleeper pick. Nicaragua probably didn't have much uh -huh. of a chance ever. Um, but yeah, Venezuela came out guns blazing. Yeah. Awesome, awesome yeah. games. And those games in Miami, 
like Phoenix was cool, but Miami was a an amazing location. Uh, I hope next time around, wherever they decide to play in the U.S., Miami is involved because yeah, absolutely. that really seemed like a great well, spot to have games. Also, they really just uh, I mean. Obviously, I, th- I feel like this is very intentional, but all of these sort of locations really fit most of the teams that were in each pool. Obviously, the 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 games played in Taiwan that was Taiwan's group. Um, the games played in Tokyo that was Japan's group, as well as Korea and China's group. So you get a lot of that that Eastern Asian uh, influence. The the games played in Phoenix had Mexico, U.S., Canada. You know, GB Colombia will sort of fit in there a little bit, but Colombia's you know makes some sense and then the games played in in miami you know tropical you get puerto rico dominican republic you know you, you, like it fit the locations really really well and so i think you got really good fan turnouts even for those kinds of group games which was awesome yeah so anything else you want to say about the pool stages before we go on to the bracket no nothing else bracket stage was where it was at yeah so the first game we had in the bracket stage I believe was the quarterfinal of Australia versus Cuba. Yep. Uh, which actually ended up being a pretty close game. Cuba taking it home four to three over Australia. Australia really impressed me this tournament. Um, yeah. I didn't really expect much of them going in. And I mean, they hung very close until the end. Uh, shout out Yoan Moncada going two for two with two walks and a double. I mean, Cuba, it was interesting that Cuba had some players that have defected playing for them. It was fun to see them. Uh, Their pitchers, they had some nasty pitchers. uh, A couple of them pitching in the Japanese league. And they were a fun team to watch, man. Any thoughts on this game? No, it's just an awesome game. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we'll go on to the next game where we had Italy versus Japan. And do you know what? Italy was like one of the talks of the tournament. They were fun. They had the mustaches going. They had the <laughs> uh, espresso machine in the dugout. It was like, awesome. Italy was a fun roster, but fun doesn't get you very far when you have to play against Japan. Yeah, it also doesn't get you very far when Japan decides, yeah, we're going to uh, yeah, we're going to treat you to a Shohei Otani start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, didn't go great for them. <laughs> Hey, they got two runs off of him. They did get two runs off of him at the very tail end of his start at, after four full innings. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, so you get a couple two runs may have still had you down four two at the moment. And then True. Japan goes on to score three. Yeah, more. Yeah, and then Japan but... has three more. Um, and then something I think we'll get into later that four and two thirds from Otani, a really long start for this tournament. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these games, especially in the bracket in the, in the knockout were like, two inning starts for most of these teams. Like they like starters did not go deep. Yeah. I mean, he threw 71 inning and uh, 71 pitches, which I believe the pitch limit was 65. So <laughs> you could finish the batter once you hit 65. So 71 pitches. I mean, that's a good start for Otani. It's a great, yeah. Uh, I mean, four, four and two thirds is nothing to slouch at either. Not ag- especially not against, yeah. you know, no, world sure. classic teams, but. And the yeah. two hitters of this game for Japan, the big guys, was Murakami, their uh, young third baseman, two-time MVP in the Japanese league, I found out. Yep. Uh, he had been quiet the entire tournament and then broke out this game two for three with a walk, it looks like. And then Okamoto, the first baseman, went two for two with two walks and five RBIs. Those were the big guys in the game. Shout out Japan, as that was another easy win. And then on to the next game, which may have been one of my 
favorite oh i'm skipping around yeah so the well next so it well actually because the problem is that these games got flipped schedule wise <laughs> yeah which the mexican coach was not too happy about yes so this this game <laughs> yep so this game which was on a friday was supposed to be u.s venezuela and it got shifted over to saturday and mexico had to play on that friday against puerto rico uh yeah. still an awesome game though yeah no that was a an amazing game. I mean, Puerto Rico, there's something you looked at the roster and it's like, okay, they have Lindor, they have Kike, they have Baez and Rosario and a couple other like major league guys, Maldonado, right? He's a good catcher. Christian mm -hmm. Vasquez, he's a good hitter. But like, there's something about this Puerto Rico team. Every tournament, they just come to play. Yeah. And, like, seriously. Always fun to watch the WBC. But Mexico is kind of the same way. I mean, dude, Randy Arozarena, like, he's this tournament, I think, has put him like, in the forefront of everyone's mind superstar status absolutely um yeah just huge he's so much fun to watch and i mean you look at this they both teams had nine hits they were hitting a decent amount julio urias i mean puerto rico did their job they got to him in the first inning got four runs off of him yeah and then but i think the craziest thing there too puerto rico you know lights him up for four runs and then mexico says you know what we still we're still sticking with him though and then he Punch their ticket for three more innings. I mean, dude, if you're Mexico, you have to trust Urias, right? In that situation, I mean, he's your stud. He's your veteran. He has some playoff experience. You don't have a lot of guys with his type of resume. So you have to stick with him. And you know what? He shut them down for three more innings. And Mexico just slowly kept crawling back. They got one in the second, one in the fifth, and then three in the seventh. And just like that, they were back on the back in the game. That was a huge three-run shot, too, by... uh Paredes, I think. Did I butcher that name? I might have. <laughs> but shout out him. And Puerto Rico, I mean, dude, Strowman went out there, did his best. I mean, 4.1, gave up two inning, two, two runs. It's late. <laughs> give, give me a, <laughs> let me be okay. But uh, yeah, Puerto Rico is eliminated. Yeah. And that crazy. was kind of surprising to some people. Yeah, I mean, for sure. See that coming. And then we get to the last game of the first uh, of the quarterfinals. And this was... I mean, when this game finished, I was convinced this would be the game of the tournament. This this game was one of my baseball games I've ever watched. This game was absurd. U.S. versus Venezuela. U.S. coming in kind of, you know, somewhat rocky. I mean, they lose a game to Mexico. Mexico looks like they were going to be a really good team. Venezuela clean swept through their through their pool. And the USA jumps out three runs first inning. Five straight hits off of Martin Perez, who had a great season last year. Yeah, like, awesome. They came season. out hot. They and came out. One thing that's super important to know: hot. five straight hits, none of which were hit hard. No, not at they all. They were just they were just professional hitters fighting the ball in play. Like yep. literally, Betts, Trout, Goldschmidt, Arnado, Tucker, just all did the same thing back to back to back. It was wild to watch. But they get three straight runs, and Venezuela's like. We're not done yet. And they come back and get two back right away on a Luis Arias. His name's yep. Luis, right? Yep. Did I butcher it? Arias? No, it is Luis. Whew. I thought I you, said the you've wrong got name the right one. <laughs> you got the right one. But he had a two run homer, which is kind of insane because he only had eight home runs last year. Yeah. Not a power hitter. Not a power hitter. And keep that in mind for later as we keep going along. <laughs> yes, indeed. Because then the U.S. come back in the fourth. They get another run. Uh, I'm not sure how they got that run. I'm trying to find a score chart. Cannot find it. Oh, score summary. 
Top of the fourth, Real Muto hits a ground ball, and they manage to score on it. Kyle Schwerber, who got home? Oh, on an error. So an error by Andres Jimenez, my Cleveland Guardian. Oh, man. <laughs> and then in the fifth, Kyle Tucker hits a home run. So now it is five to two going into the bottom of the fifth. Venezuela says where, no more. <laughs> yeah. And Altuve gets hit by a pitch. Salvador Perez hits a double. Oh, I skipped ahead. How'd they get? Wait, no, I didn't. Oh, it doesn't have all the scoring. Huh. Anyways, they get four runs there. Yep. That's mainly to do with, uh, is this when Daniel Bard imploded? Yeah, this is when Bard imploded. Ah, oh, Bard, man, that was Bard rough came to in, watch. Yeah, Bard came in and basically it was everybody he faced, he either walked or hit. <laughs> Couldn't find um, the strike zone. Yeah, it was really, really rough. Uh, and then Altuve, yeah, that, that hit. Uh, fractured his yeah. thumb too so he'll be out for six to eight, eight weeks to or something weeks. eight to ten that's what it yeah. was but um yeah he had to get surgery on his thumb that sucks to see and i mean this is one flaw with the tournament DeRosa talked about it a little bit is like all these pitchers have such like they it's they're so restricted on what they can do in this tournament yeah he really couldn't take bard out there he needed him to get some outs yeah i mean he ended up having to take him out before he gets an out but that's one of those situations where like I was at home. I mean, I'm pretty sure I tweeted like, why is this guy still in the game? Yeah. Like he should have been pulled before he even hit Altuve, honestly. Yes. Uh, but because how it's set up, that wasn't really an option. <laughs> yeah, it was it was super, super rough. But yeah, Venezuela gets four runs back. Um six they get a, to five lead at this point. Yep. And then they 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 push that lead even further to seven to five um in the uh, seventh inning. And then, yeah, when we're talking oh, about on another uh, Luis Arias home run, mm -hmm. the Arias was first awesome. Time, the first time in his career he's ever hit two home runs in a game. <laughs> Literally has never done that. Had eight home runs last year. I mean, he was the batting champ, gets the mm -hmm. all the hits, right? Great average hitter, not a power guy, but he hit them both in Miami. Where, uh, where is he playing this year? Oh, yeah, for the Miami Marlins. The so Marlins, baby. Maybe we're going to see some 20 home run power out of Luis Arias. That would be pretty insane. Would love the to twins. Because, I mean, you think about Minnesota, his home field, like they have that wall in right field. And maybe that was taking away some of his home runs down the line. Maybe. But uh, we will see. That was not the story of this game. The top of the eighth. Top of the eighth rolls around and the U.S. decides, yeah. let's let's get Pete Alonso in. Down, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. U U S decides, yeah, let's let's get Pete Alonso in. Pinch hit Pete Alonso. I was not happy with that. Yeah, I'm not happy with that decision in the moment. <laughs> in the moment, terrible. And then Alonso just mm, beautiful, sharp, good single, smacks a nice yeah. base hit. Tim Anderson moves over to second base. He he was the other guy on. And then J T yeah. Realmuto gets hit by a pitch. Uh, there's down the pitcher like insane. oh yeah like he was a piss he, he was hit. not happy about it so you've got bases loaded nobody out for Trey Turner and they put uh so Quijada was in right the lefty yes. he closed the last inning he yells off the mound comes back in and he gives up the all the runners and then they put a new pitcher in for Trey Turner yes new pitcher comes and in for Trey Turner. Throws a nice first pitch fastball, strike one. Yep. Love to see it. Second pitch he throws, called strike way out of the zone. <laughs> Just a yeah. terrible, a terrible call. Truly oh, awful. Count, but now you, yep. Now you got it. But now you've got Trey Turner down 0-2. You're gonna get it. You're you gotta get it out here, right? 
throws a changeup, and Trey Turner absolutely crushed it. <laughs> it's a nuke, a grand slam. Honestly, that is like that is like uh, one of the best baseball moments I've ever watched. Unreal. Just his reaction, the yelling down the line, the emotion we see from everyone, the picture that's taken when he's stepping on home plate, and you see all the U.S. players there. Arnado, Trout, Betts, Tim Anderson. Yeah. They're just all so oh, hyped. It's it, like, man, dude. If you saw that home run and the 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 picture and the the video of Turner crossing home, you'd think it was a walk-off. Yeah. <laughs> like it was that nuts. No, top of the eighth. <laughs> I mean, the the game was definitely over at that point. I feel like the momentum, there was oh, like yeah. no chance anything else was gonna happen. And one thing I want to say is that might possibly be the worst. O2 pitch I've ever seen in my oh, life. <laughs> it was a middle middle changeup. <laughs> that changeup just spun out of his hands and did not go down and just sat middle of the zone. And yeah, I mean Trey Turner, like this U.S. lineup and the Venezuela lineup for that matter, they're professional hitters. You give them a changeup middle middle, it's going. A it's long gone. Way. <laughs> it's it's going somewhere. And, um, yeah, and then the U.S. So I, I know me and me and you, Brian, we kind of brought this up a little bit. The U.S. had pretty good starters but not really good relievers. A lot of the relief pitching that the U.S. brought to this tournament wasn't great. Um, with the exception... It's important to say middle relief. Middle right? relief. That's what I was about to say. I was like, with the exception yeah. of their closers and and particularly yeah. their setup and closer combos because the U.S. knew that they absolutely had to win this game and then they put in Devin Williams to to set it up and Ryan Presley to, to shut it down. Yeah. And they neither of them gave up a run. Devin Williams came out, punched out a couple. It was really 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 good presley looked solid as well and the u.s finishes out those last couple innings cleans up the game wins it nine seven instant yeah, classic that, yeah that was an amazing game you're like dude the way this is going there's no way the u.s could lose they play the following day that sunday against cuba right yes uh i don't think we need to talk very much about this game because no. it was just an absolute beat down cuba gets one in the top of the first and then the U.S. gets two in the bottom of the first, one in the bottom of the second, two in the bottom of the third, two in the bottom of the fourth. Oh, Cuba gets one in the top of the fifth. Yeah, good for them. So the U.S. gets two more in the bottom of the fifth, followed by four more in the bottom of the sixth. Yeah, I mean, there was a Goldschmidt homer. There was another Trey Turner homer. Oh, I'm sorry, there's two more Trey Turner homers. Yeah, oh, there's Trey Cedric Turner. Mullins homer. It was, it, this was one of those games where it was funny, like when I, when the schedules first got like, adjusted right and they threw mexico into that friday game u.s onto the saturday game and then what would have happened had the u.s played on friday and won they wouldn't have played on saturday they would have had that day off this is one of the and, and i and i would have preferred that um because that's that's the way it should be you shouldn't have teams playing back-to-back days when you have so few games being played it's just and it's just bad schedule momentum thing and like right yeah it's just stupid scheduling however this this game against Cuba really felt like the U.S. just like picked up right after the game, <laughs> like right after the game yeah. against Venezuela. They there were no breaks. They absolutely yeah. crushed Cuba. Yeah, after the way. So once this happens, it was like, dude, there's no way the U.S. loses the tournament. I mean, they were even able to save all their pitchers because you have Wainwright yep. go for Mikolas go four and then Aaron Loop throw one inning and you're like, cool, all our relievers are well yeah, rested. We're good to go. And then we go into Monday where we have Mexico versus Japan. And oh boy, man, this might be the best game of the tournament. Yep. Like that yep. US Venezuela game was great, but dude, Mexico, Japan, this game was just amazing. Unreal. 
yeah, we have Roki Sasaki, the like, I this dude's phenom? a yeah, I, I would like, absolutely I, go so far as to say phenom. This dude's the best pitcher potentially on the planet. <laughs> the the best pitcher under like twenty one or younger, yeah, for sure, easily, easily. Uh, we'll we'll be seeing when he comes over to the United States. I mean, I don't. I read somewhere he doesn't have to come over until twenty twenty seven. Yeah, he's got oh, a we, long we time be before he want if he or if if he even wants to. Yeah. But. Well, he has talked. It was some talk that he wants to, and that he like talked to Otani and you Darvish, and Otani mm-hmm. pretty much told him when you want to come over, you'll know when it's time. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, dude, this is a kid who threw seventeen straight innings of perfect baseball in the Japanese league last year. Dude, <laughs> like, unreal. He is talented. He he's... only has two pitches right now. He just has fastball splitter. He technically be... th- he technically throws a slider as well. We just like never, <laughs> just like never. Yeah. He, t- he just never and throws it. <laughs> if when he comes to the big leagues, if you want to be a starter, it's kind of like you need a third pitch. You need to at least have a third pitch that they have to respect. I mean, I mean you'd think so. But also like when you're grooving so. your fastball at 101 and your splitter at like one <laughs> at like 100 dotted, it's stupid. Yeah, no, he was uh, <laughs> he was incredibly impressive, but not the most impressive pitcher in this game because Patrick no. Sandoval was phenomenal. He was awesome. He absolutely carved Japan up for four and a third innings, six strikeouts. He was a stud player of the game. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I mean, and Sasaki honestly was awesome for the first three innings as well. He, yeah. I mean, through the first three, this was a scoreless game. Both yeah. both guys were absolutely lights out. And then... In that top of the fourth, Sasaki, a couple, couple guys get on due to just, you know, little bloop singles. It was a bloop, a bloop, and a blast. Yeah. It was the Luis one Arias. big hit he gave up the whole day. And Luis Arias crushed that ball. It, oh, yeah. Like, demolished it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't quite Trey Turner demolished. No, no, no. But I mean, but I mean, when you consider off of, you know, that, that kind of guy, yeah. Exit Velo 103.3. 403 estimated distance at 26 degree. It was a missile. Yeah, no. So Mexico goes up 3-0. And dude, this game was like, oh man, dude, I don't know if Japan's going to be able to claw back with the way well, Sandoval was pitching. Right. Well, and, it, it wasn't even shortly after. Yeah, it, it wasn't even just that that I think was like, oh man, Sandoval's pitching really well. But I also think you you knew Sandoval had to come out. Right. Yeah. The, the way that the, you know, we, as we've already said, you know, the way that the, the rules kind of go, he had to come out. So 65 pitches, he threw 66. Yep. So, so Jose or Kitty comes in and, and you go, you okay, this is where Japan, this is where Japan has to like start coming back. Nope. But your no runs. Not easy. Yeah. No runs in the fifth, no runs in the sixth. And now you're kind of going, oh man, you know, Japan's getting mm-hmm. blanked now for six innings. Like they, cruised through every other game they've played and now you've got three innings to get it done and then bottom of the seventh (laughs) boston red sock yoshida hit a three-run homer two runners get on i believe otani got a hit and kondo got a hit ahead of him i believe so sounds right yes and then yoshida hit it right down the line like as close to the line as yeah you get oh yeah foul. i mean it but i hey. believe it hit the pole <laughs> like a home was, runs a home run home runs a home run baby and it's and suddenly a tie game 
is there was some hate on that Yoshida signing going to uh, the Red Sox, but that swing's going to play in Boston. Oh, yeah, it will. <laughs> the, kidding the me? The way that park is set up, he can go down the right field line or he can spray it off the wall and left. Dude, Yoshida might me that be insane out the, there. The AL East is a dream if you like to play the right field line. You got the short yeah. porch in New York. You got Pesky's pole yeah, in Boston, dude. <laughs> the AL East is awesome for that. Dude is uh, going to be living life out there. So yeah. it ties the game up 3-3, three, three, and it's like, oh, man, what a game. And Mexico's like, oh, give me that lead right back. Right back, Drops baby. two in the top of the eighth. Yeah, Verdugo. And at this point. Yeah, yeah, Verdugo, a big double. Rosarena comes around to score. Um, Isaac Paredes hits a nice sharp single, gets that another run through. Um, weird play at the end of that one. There was you had a guy score, but then you had to throw out at home, so you yeah. get a run that comes through. But you know, also, the but then one. also the third out. So weird one. And either it turns way, out. Yeah, that run may have mattered, <laughs> but it uh... may have mattered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go back to the bottom of the eighth where Japan gets a runner on, and then we see a sacrifice bunt. Yeah. Right? And we sack, get sack bunt to walk. Move. So we get a single, a walk, and then we get a sack bunt to get runners on second and third. Yep. And then a Which, sack fly. One thing to talk about the guy who laid down that sack bunt, Ginda, he had like a broken pinky finger and like couldn't really swing. He was like slap hitting or bunting everything because he couldn't be hitting. Mm-hmm. But he was so good at shortstop, they kept him in the game. <laughs> and it's kind of crazy how like you knew that bunt was coming, and they still got the sacrifice down. Yeah, and then and they got the sack fly. That was just perfect. I mean, it's, get him on, move him over, get him in. Right. It's get guys on base, get them rotated around, try to get everybody station to station. But you only get one run back, and that didn't that win. Run was that, huge. That's a huge that run. run. Huge. It's a huge run, but that's not going to win you the game when you're down two. Yeah, and in the top of the ninth, while Japan's on the field, and they manage to get out of it with Mexico scoring no runs, so we go to the bottom ninth with it by one. But that whole top of the ninth, every time the camera cut to the bench, Otani was just pacing back and forth Dude, on the bench. Easily, I, these last two games the for Japan, easily the most intense and emotive, not in a, like a happy way, that I've ever seen Shohei. Dude. Otani was locked in. There oh, yeah. No questioning it. I mean, I told my dad watching him pace the bench. I'm like, dude, this guy is like, dude, he was going to hit whatever you threw at him. And sure, literally enough, anything up there. New, new pitcher for Mexico. That pitch was high and outside. Yeah. And Otani and, just smacks it. <laughs> yeah. And it new new pitcher for Mexico. Mexico brings in their closer, Giovanni Gallegos. Yeah, Gallegos. Awesome. For the Cardinals. Awesome closer. Really good closer. Yeah. Really solid. And you could tell Shohei walks into that box and says, I literally don't care what you are throwing. I'm absolutely smoking it and just smoked yeah. it to right center for a double. Honestly, looking back, they should have just walked Otani. Just not even face him. Because, like, yeah, they didn't score a run there. They only got the double. But, dude, the momentum that caused, like, you felt the energy change. Otani gets on second base, turns to his dugout and just yells, right? Just oh, yeah. amped up. We don't see that kind of emotion out of Otani, and I think it just kind of fired them up. Otani goes out there, walks on a four, only got one strike, like couldn't yeah. find a strike zone yeah. against Yoshida. Yoshida, which might not be a bad thing because Yoshida was hitting. Right? Yoshida was you hitting really, really well. Yep. And then so you pitch around him to face Murakami, who had been struggling. Murakami was zero for four at this point with three strikeouts. Then, but important to note, they I put was going to say, in for Yoshida, who... dude, holy. Ukyo Shudo. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Japan throws in a pinch runner. Yeah. Yoshida, not a speedster. This dude, Ukyo Shudo, pinch runner. Uh, Great decision. So Murakami is up. This dude, again, and I know you said it earlier, two time MVP in Japan. This dude in Japan is like known as their Babe Ruth. Like this dude is. He broke the home run record last year. Yeah. This dude is nuts. He's been struggling super super hard and we talk real quick we talk about roki sasaki coming over mirakami is another guy they talk about coming over he's only 23 and they look mm-hmm. on, they think he's gonna be coming over in the next three years or so i would not be shocked but uh yeah. he comes up and he hit this he hit a ball so hard i yeah. thousand percent thought it was out like the moment <laughs> it left the bat um this ball was freaking crushed uh 111 off the bat is is what uh mlb.com has this thing at absolutely smashed into the left center hard off the wall otani's crossing home plate otani was on second pinch runner on first otani's crossing home plate the runner is like two steps behind him yeah well otani was kind of waiting to see if they could get caught right for sure it's a good decision yes shudo had the perfect read and the perfect jump Mm -hmm. like if you watch it as soon as he knew it wasn't going to be caught he was just head down sprint full on sprint and i think he had the fast the second fastest first the home time in the entire tournament it was like (laughs) 10.1 seconds or something which is insane it was stupid fast uh yeah (laughs) and then Honestly, one of the best, by the way, slide into celebrations I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen the like John Boy breakdown of it. Oh, dude, John Boy breakdown is always amazing. It's so good. Yeah, Shudo's Shudo's absolutely hauling around third, and uh, dude, beautiful slide across home plate, and then immediately it's... just a jump one eighty helmet off everybody cheering. Fist bump. Oh, dude, just man. the one eighty fist pump. That's just a perfect celebration. It's literally it's, like a Nintendo Wii like celebration. Dude, it's <laughs> it, straight up. If 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 you animated that, if you animated that hit into Shohei crossing into Shudo's slide and celebration, if that was in an anime, you'd be like, that doesn't happen in real life. Yeah, that's not real. That's not a thing that happens. Dude, but it did. Yeah, that was. A- a beautiful game and that sets us up for the tuesday night championship japan for the u.s u.s looking to become the second team to win this tournament twice along with japan japan's looking to become the first team to ever win it three times and the very first team to ever go undefeated throughout the entire tournament yeah Uh, and i mean what a stage to be set too i mean yeah the game that i think a lot of people really wanted to see was japan versus the u.s and I want to talk really quickly about the starting pitching matchup. We had Merrill Kelly for the U.S. versus Imananga. I may have butchered that to no end for Japan. Yeah, Imananga. Uh, yeah, Merrill Kelly for the U.S. This is the part where we say, like, Merrill Kelly is a good pitcher. Absolutely. And solid. This team sh- should have great pitchers for the U.S. It really yep. should. And I... We'll, we'll talk about this after the game, but. Uh, and then Japan, kind of a shocker. We thought you Darvish would get the start. And instead, that's what I thought. Managa, and he only goes two innings. Uh, yeah. It, but in the top of the second, we see Trey Turner, dude. who just put the U.S. on his back all tournament, hit another 
absolute bomb. Dude, Trey Turner... Trey Turner was going to win this tournament by himself. <laughs> he he tried had to. to. He, he certainly tried to. Tried to. Um, yeah. It was nuts. Um, and these Japanese pitchers, man, uh, one of the things that... Uh, was this was just true of the whole tournament man they were all really solid um they all threw splitters and they were all amazing (laughs) dude seriously it was super funny like i know the broadcast was talking about it where it's just like every time japan brought in a new pitcher and they were like all right his pitch mix is fastball splitter fastball splitter and he's really good at both of those (laughs) it's just like maybe maybe some of them's fastball was average but all their splitters were nasty (laughs) all their splitters were super super gross um but yeah so, you know, top of the second inning and you get that big Trey Turner bomb and you're like, oh, man, U.S. is just back on their stuff, man. They're, they're going to do it again. And then Munataka Murakami, bottom yeah. of the second, says, nah, absolutely not. You thought I was done. I'm not. He crushes himself a solo home run. Um, mm-hmm. And that ball was that one. That one was destroyed. 115 yeah. off the bat, 432 footer. Abs- just as demolished as a home run can get to straightaway center. Um, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, super, super nuts. Uh, Japan actually ends up getting two runs in that inning. And then it was kind of weird. Uh, they pull Merrill Kelly pretty early, one and a third. Uh, he didn't even get through that second inning. He wasn't pitching poorly, uh, but they pull yeah. in, they bring in Aaron Loop, and it was a full-on bullpen day for the U.S., um, and I mean, I mean for what it's worth, it was going to be that way. You kind of knew it was, but you still, I think, expect him to go a little bit deeper than that. But I mean, it was also a bullpen day for Japan as well. I mean, Imanaga yeah. only pitched a couple of innings I mean, and then, I, yeah, I like him. Merrill Kelly getting pulled when he did. I mean, he was giving up some runners. You have to get aggressive, right? You can't just let him stay in there. You have all your relievers. I mean, they ended up putting Kyle Freeland in another starter. Yeah. Uh, he, they got three innings out of him. And he actually gave up another run in the bottom of the fourth on another home run by Okamoto, who I believe is the catcher. Did I, am I right on that? Yeah, he is. Okay. Nope, he's not the catcher. I lied. First base. He's the first baseman. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Japan is now up three to one. And from this point on, it's just very quiet. Yeah. Uh, not much happens till the eighth inning. US. Uh, one thing that yeah. did happen is Otani, his only hit was on a ground ball that he had no business getting to first. <laughs> he really did. Did they mark that? Yeah. Like, dude, it was a shot. He hit it hard to uh, Trey Turner's left, and he just beats it out. Blew down the line. Beats it out. And yeah. The crazy part is towards the end of this game, like from the seventh inning on. Otani's warming up in the bullpen. So he we see him running down to the bullpen and yep. running back to hit in between innings. Yeah. That was just, dude, that like put a smile on my face. There was something about that that was just so cool. Yep. And then and obviously like, right, right. It bef- makes me want to see a two two way player though in the future that is a closer. Oh, yes. Like that's something we haven't really seen. That'd be sweet. Like a two way player that's a closer, that's gonna come at some point. And that would be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, it, important to note at this point, obviously, Japan gets all three of their runs in the first four innings. Um, and then U.S. pitching actually did a really yeah. good job. Freeland pitched three. He was really, really solid. Yeah. Um, Jason Adam was good. David Bednar was good. Um, 
you know, Devin Williams came in as well. Um, U.S. pitching was awesome. Japanese pitching Devin was Williams also was nasty. In there. Devin Williams was awesome. Um, but Japan so, pitching was really good, too. Yeah. But you come into the eighth yeah. inning. My dad, quick note on Devin yeah, Williams. Yeah. yeah, quick note on Devin Williams. That was the first time my dad had ever watched the Airbender. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I had told him about it, and I showed him highlights. But watching it live, he was like, dude, he couldn't believe what his changeup was doing. <laughs> I was like, dude, yeah. your changeup has to be insane to get a nickname called the Airbender. Yeah, but it's the top it's of the a eighth, stupid pitch. <laughs> Japan brings in you, Darvish. And at this point, I'm kind of like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, U.S. Is coming in the eighth. U.S. lose. <laughs> U.S. lose. <laughs> and but, uh... I, must, I must say, that Kyle Schwarber versus you, Darvish at bat, Awesome. Like everyone's going to talk about the next at bat we're going to talk about, but this Kyle Schwarber, you Darvish at bat was a battle. 10 pitches. Dude, you Darvish was throwing everything he had. And dude, Kyle Schwarber was fouling off. Some of the foul balls he hit were tanks, like absolute missiles (laughs) and tanks. This he, it was almost like Kyle Schwarber was just like dialing in. He was like, okay, I'm getting this down, getting this down. And then, yeah, I mean, I think she finally got he hit an absolute tank. Yep, crushed it. I mean, Kyle Schwarber, dude, that's way off base right now. We're talking over each other. We're lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no. What I was gonna say, this is a ten pitch at bat that never made it to a full count. (laughs) It was a two two forever. Schwarber was fouling off literally everything, but dude's an absolute big time hitter. He is hit in every major appearance he could possibly hit in. I think he's literally. Got in a home run in like every, every series possible major league series. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And when we say that, we mean like ALCS, All of them. ALDS, NLDS, NLCS, wildcard world series, and now WBC final. This dude is just a professional big time hitter. Yeah. In the seriously. big moments, you want Kyle Schwarber out there. Schwarber um, is the dude that and- if clutch stats were real, his is a 99. That's yeah. the dude who like, that's yeah. just what he has. That's the that the dude knows how to hit dude. clutch clutch big boy hits. If you watch the moment too, as soon as he hits it, he knows and he's just all business. He's like, okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna come back. Uh and then we get to the top of the ninth. Yeah. And out comes Otani from the bullpen. And this is gonna be a moment I always remember. Just Otani coming in from the bullpen, pumping 101, 102 at some instances. Yep. And first at bat against uh, Jeff McNeil, McNeil does his job. Yeah. Draws a walk. Gets on really base, well. Turns it over to the top of the lineup. Mookie Betts coming up. Brutal and, double man, play. Dude, that Mookie, Mookie Betts, that was a dagger, man. <laughs> Honestly, I know there was no chance Mookie Betts beats it out, but not watching Mookie Betts sprint down the baseline kind of hurt my heart. It's rough. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, and I know he just slowed up last second and he wasn't going to get there. But like, man, dude, still yeah. just a and I'm crushing. I'm not, not be talking smack about Mookie Betts. No, Mookie Betts had not a phenomenal at all. tournament. Yeah, yeah, but just a crushing double play. But yeah. if ever there was the storybook ending that literally everybody could have possibly imagined, it was this ninth two inning outs. Shohei Otani on the mound, two outs. Who's across him? Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Because and of man, course dude, it is. This, I mean, okay. We're both from the U.S., right? We were yeah. both. I was rooting for the U.S. I assume you were, or were you rooting for Japan? I don't know. I was rooting. rooting for, I was rooting for good baseball. Okay, fair enough. So this moment, obviously, 
the result, not what I wanted. <laughs> right? I sure. would have loved Trout to hit a bomb there. Uh, Michael Trout has had like 6,000 plus plate appearances in his life. And I don't know why I just called him Michael. Yeah, that was Mike weird. Trout. I don't like that. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's had over 6,000 plate appearances in his career. Only 24 times in his entire career has Mike Trout went to bat, swung and missed at three strikes for a strikeout. Brutal. 20, 24 times over 6,000. Mike Trout does not swing and miss at three pitches hardly ever. Yeah. And Otani just went up through two fastballs by him. Yeah. I mean, for, right? and, first pitch was a slider that missed. Yeah. Um, sh- showed him something off speed and then just pumped a hundred mile an hour heater past him. Throw him another fastball that, that missed outside. Trout didn't kind of spit on it. Pumped another hundred mile an hour fastball past him. Yep. Missed another fastball. And then at this point, Otani's been sort of, you know, going back and forth between a fastball outside, a fastball in, fastball outside, fastball in, throws something that starts in, it's a slider. Yeah. Trout would and absolutely whiffs on it. A nasty slider at that. And Disco- you know the thing yeah. is so gross. All three of those all three of those swing and misses, Trout was barely off. Yeah. Like even that slider dude, any other anybody else would have been so far ahead of that slider and he he was a little bit ahead of it but not like crazy ahead of it. he, he just was kind of missed it he was on it for velocity he was way off it for location oh yeah no because it was absolutely disgusting yeah but and dude mike trout's after the game was like he won round one yeah which is like i love that such a dope comment love it <laughs> love it so much but yeah trout punches out otani closes that game out knocks himself a save in the world baseball classic to to seal it um about as storybook as you can get for japan yeah yeah absolutely it was amazing and just the emotion otani showed after the strikeout just throwing the glove throwing his hat yelling man dude i love seeing the emotion out of otani and trout and i would love nothing more than the angels to make the playoffs i don't think it's in the cards as we talked about if you listen to our west prediction episode (laughs) but man dude you never can give up on a team with Otani and Trout. But no. one crazy Otani style, I want to say, in this championship game, Otani hit a baseball 114 miles per hour. The second hardest any ball was hit that game. Yep. He threw a baseball 101.6 miles per hour, which I think was the hardest any pitch was thrown that game. Yeah. So over the course of and the he- tournament, though, nobody hit a ball harder than Otani and nobody threw a ball harder than Otani. Yeah. And then the last thing is he ran to first in 4.16 seconds. Dude, this dude <laughs> had the second hardest ball hit of the game, threw the ball the hardest in the game, and had an absolutely insane sprint speed to first. Like, Otani's not human. Dude's a freak. Dude's a freak athlete. Like, he is, I, he is the best baseball player to ever play the game. And, like, I, I think it was, uh, I forget who said this, but someone said, like, he is the best base. Oh, it's Trevor Ploop. He is the best baseball player to ever play the game. He may not have the best stats when he finishes. Who knows, right? His career is still right. in progress. Sure, sure. But no matter what the stats say, we cannot deny the pure talent Otani has. Like, the fact he can be elite pitching, elite hitting, and elite running, right? Sprint speed. 
And like, dude, the guy probably could play great defense. I mean, granted, we won't ever see him out there because he has to pitch, which makes sense. But man, dude, I just can't stop thinking about how talented this guy is. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I I mean, Otani is going to be he's going to be one of those players that, you know, years and years and years from now, you know, the way that people talk about like when they watched the game and they got to watch Hank Aaron play. Like, dude, we got to watch Otani play. <laughs> we got to watch Shohei Otani play baseball. That's awesome. Dude, so Otani in the World Baseball Classic, batting average 435, on base percentage 606, slugging 739. Absolutely insane. Pitching stats, 9.2 innings pitch, 1.86 ERA, 11 strike. He hit the hardest ball of the tournament at 118.7 miles per hour, and he threw the hardest ball at 102. The throw the hardest <laughs> ball at 102, and that might be close with like Roki Sasaki. Yeah, there was like a couple guys. Camilo there Duvall was a couple guys up there, all around 102. But 102 definitely, in, yeah, it, they, it says the hardest ball thrown. I'll trust it. And he hit the longest home run, 448 feet. Just <laughs> take that all in. That That's is so stupid. absolutely absurd. Dude, yeah. like we've been talking about like the contract Otani is going to get next year because last year of his contract. And I've like pretty like much say I I've been convinced it's going to be half a billion, right? Yeah, dude, I, I, there I, was a reporter talking today that that number might be starting with a six. Yeah, that's I, and like, bro. Yeah. And like the absurd thing about that kind of thing is like Otani is the kind of player that like you can't just be like, nah. Nah, that can't be real. You go, well, actually, I mean, it might be. Dude, Otani is just so good. <laughs> like, I can't, I mean, he took away the tournament. And I guess while we're talking about the tournament, let's talk about the all-world baseball classic team. Yeah. And I realized we missed a moment earlier, and that I feel like we have to talk about. Because, like, Otani, he was the talk of the tournament at the conclusion, but throughout the tournament, the talk of the tournament was Randy Rosarena and what he was doing for team Mexico. And we skipped over the moment when he caught, he robbed the home run and literally just stops and stares. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that is like one of the coldest moments I've ever seen in like a playoff environment to just catch the ball and just stare. Awesome. Awesome. And Randy Rosarena, man, he knew it was about the fans. Like, they make a pitching change. He's literally just out there signing stuff. Yeah. Like, he was just taking it in and having the best time of his life. There there were a good handful of of guys that uh, their clear and obvious love for representing their country and the game just really came out in this tournament. Rosarena was absolutely one of them. Lars Newbar was absolutely yeah. one of them. Um, Newbar was awesome. I had a decent tournament. He wasn't that. He he, he played better when they were in Tokyo. He made yep. some great defensive plays, some yep. great catches. But but still, I mean, dude, dude came from in a way being like a lot of people being like, why is this dude on Team Japan? To being beloved in Japan. <laughs> Like it was he awesome. Gained, he gained like almost five hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Did, yeah. Did you that see absurd. one one of my other uh, one of my absolute favorite things? Uh, obviously, Japan wins that game against the U.S. Did you see um 
sort of the aftermath with with uh Newbar getting with his meeting his parents uh it, from the crowd coming down onto the field and then his mom getting interviewed by Japanese media. That's wild. It is his one of Japanese, right? Yes, his mom is his mom's yeah. Japanese. It is one of the most adorable things ever. <laughs> it's so good. Um dude, yeah, it, it it just awesome awesome stuff like that. Um made this whole tournament super super cool. Um but yeah, a Rosarena man, he was all in. So rounding out the team of the tournament outfield, we had Mike Trout and Masataka Yoshida. I think both those make a lot of sense. Yoshida, I believe, led the tournament in RBIs. Let me check before. Yeah, he led the tournament in RBIs with 13, followed up with the team of the tournament, Trey Turner. He was the shortstop for the team of the tournament. So the U.S. has two players on the team of the tournament. I think that makes sense. Yeah, totally Uh, fair. Second base, we had Javi Baez. Who do you know what? We had a lot of concerns about Javi Baez hitting last year. He struggled in Detroit. Yeah. He came out this tournament raked, only had three strikeouts. He didn't have a walk, but had a batting average 368 for an OPS of a one dot. I mean, dude, if we see good. Javi Baez, dude, if he could take this momentum into the season, I think Detroit will be much happier than they really no, are. No, for sure. And, and I mean, yeah, you bring up the no walks thing. I mean, Baez has, has always been aggressive right like he's not somebody who's just going to take a lot of pitches and 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 draw a lot of you know long at bat walks type thing you know his problem was that he was super aggressive but also aggressive at just the wrong pitches um but yeah he looked really good this tournament he looked really good i liked it i'm i'm pumped for for his upcoming season and then at third base we have yoan mancada uh, this is one I think you could debate the most. This and the catcher who we'll get to. Yoan mm-hmm. uh, Moncada had a great tournament. Uh, he only had five RBIs though, four thirty-five average, one dot two OPS. Uh, some other guys that would be fun to mention there: Nicky Lopez, Nikki Lopez. For Team Italy. Yep, for Team Italy, Italy. four seventy-four <laughs> batting average, one dot one ops seven rbis he had a huge tournament i would have loved to see him win that at third base yeah i know you wanted to shout out murakami murakami Uh, i wanted to shout out just obviously not a rough tournament he had a rough he had a rough group stage for sure he had a much much he was he had the most big like impactful moments though he he had a couple big moments two to be specific he had he hit the home run and he hit the walk off right but other than that didn't do a whole lot yep the other one that i think i mean that he would, had 13 strikeouts. He had a lot like, of strikeouts. That's he insane. Was, he was struggling. The other he, one that I think... He struck out half of the bats. <laughs> yeah. The other one that I think would have been really cool, uh, had less, a lot less at bats, he wasn't in as many games, was Eugenio Suarez. Yep. Shout out to Noah's boy. But Eugenio Suarez had a yep. really solid one in 14 at bats, had seven hits. That's a cool 500 great average. Tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah, great tournament. So third base, I I mean, I'm glad for Yohan Moncada, but I think we could have debated that a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, at catcher, we have Salvador Perez. This is the other one I said we could have kind of debated. Salvador Perez, great tournament. Actually, I take that back. We can't really debate this. 429 average, 1.3 OPS. Yeah. Uh, he dominated. Four doubles. So I, I'll, he was smoking yeah, the ball. Four doubles and a home run. Uh, I mean, we saw some good performances from other catchers, but nothing quite like that. JT Romuto had a really good tournament, 500 average, just didn't play in that many games. They were switching it up a lot back there. They let Will Smith play, who didn't have his best tournament. But shout out Salvador Perez. And then first base, this is where it gets fun. 
shout out Yu Chang for Taiwan, Taiwan. or Chinese Taipei. 438 average, 1.438 OPS, 8 RBIs, 2 home runs. He put on. He had a huge tournament. It was I awesome. mean, there's some other guys who played good, but you cannot debate it. He was the best first baseman in this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. I want to shout out Joey Meneses, though. Two home runs against the U.S. was huge for Mexico. Yeah, massive. Uh, DH. Otani. Discuss that. <laughs> Otani. It was Otani. Otani got team of the tournament for DH. And also, they named three pitchers. Otani also made it as a pitcher. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fair. To see. Fair. Deserved. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then dope to see guy that we also shouted out already. Patrick Sandoval was awesome. Yeah. He was really he good. deserves to be there. And he then Miguel Romero. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Otani led the tournament in innings pitch too at 9.2. Shout out him. Patrick Sandoval, 7.1 innings pitch, 1.2 ERA. And then the other guy, Miguel Romero, 8.2 innings pitch, 2.08 ERA. Yeah. Lit it up for Cuba. 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 He was good. That's great. So did they get everybody in the semifinal got two players, right? Um, or Mexico? Yeah, Mexico no, got Sandoval. Not every- Rosarena. Oh, everybody in the semifinal. Japan had yeah, Yoshida. Yeah. yeah, in the semifinal. Otani and then Cuba had two, too. So that yeah, makes was... sense why they gave Moncada third. They wanted each of the uh, semifinal teams to have two players. I think that's kind of what they did. Yeah. Venezuela only having... Salvador Perez, little interesting to me. I feel like they could have had a couple players. I guess Eugenio Suarez. Suarez would have been the other one. Yeah, Eugenio would have been would have been a good one. Uh, You could probably also shout out Anthony Santander had a had a pretty decent tournament as well. Huge tournament. Um, There was a stacked outfield. You can't really fit them in out there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with that. Another, you know, potential shout out. um, But uh, you know, you had. Nobody from from Team Korea. They obviously struggled a little bit, but you did have guys that did really well. Kong Bae Ko did really well. Um, he had a solid tournament. He was, put, yeah, he would have been the DH. Would have been his. It would have been hard to put anyone on Korea on this. I mean, it just when right. you don't make it out of group stage, you have to really show off like you trained did. Right. right. No, for sure. But you know, it's just one of those things. You, know, you get teams that that didn't make it out that you know that did well for themselves. So also a shout out Yu Chang, who's uh at on Twitter is you the soldier boy. <laughs> just just found that. That's amazing. Love that. <laughs> that's a that's a fire handle. Um, so we've been going for a while and don't want to keep them too long because this is just a bonus episode. Overall thoughts on the tournament. What's your take? Freaking awesome, dude. It's so good. Um, World Baseball Classic is the kind of tournament that right now doesn't have the kind of pomp and circumstance that something like the world cup, for example, for, for soccer mm-hmm. has. Um, but I, I think that baseball clearly has the place for that kind of tournament. And, and this was really the first world baseball classic where it, it really caught headlines. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think that the one in 2026 coming up is just going to do the same, if not more, I hope more players buy in after they, they see and realize just how, freaking awesome it is um i think that's huge i think the u.s specifically i think yeah we might see a lot of the hitters looking at the pitchers going like hey we need you guys to step up now like yeah for sure made a run for it and got stopped up like 
we need some of you guys to show up. Like, dude, you get a couple big name starters. Like, honestly, the bullpen, like we talked about mineral relief. Yeah. I don't even think that's that big of a deal. You get some big name starters out there. Right. Who can shut Seriously. down for three innings. It changes games. Seriously. I, yeah. I mean, like, imagine like a Max Scherzer. Yeah. That'd be. Could you or, imagine that kind of guy on the mound for the U.S. in this kind of tournament? Even, It'd be insane. We have to talk about the guys who were originally on the roster. Like, dude, imagine if we had Kershaw right. and Logan Webb. Yeah. No, if for Logan sure. Webb and Kershaw's on this roster. That changes the tournament. Yeah, and I mean, there there were a bunch of players that uh, that obviously you know didn't show up. Vladdy was supposed to be in here and 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 yep. didn't. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of players that that uh, that could have been in this tournament. I I really hope we get a bunch more that that buy into it because the other thing too is like a lot of players that were in it were were talking about stuff like Trey Turner and stuff was like that's the biggest hit I've ever hit when he talked about his grand slam. He's like, yep. I've never hit a bigger hit. Dude's been in World Series. Dude, yeah. dude knows what it's and, like to play like insanely high stakes baseball. Like he's been there. He's done that. If this tournament is that kind of feeling for those players, dude, that's got to entice more guys to get in. Yeah, man, these guys were, were absolutely pumped to play. And I think it's dope that Mike Trout has already committed to playing in 2026. Otani's already said he'd love to be back. Like we have these big players saying like, yes, I want to be here. Uh, dude, I, I was pumped up for the WBC coming in and I didn't know how much of it was like, oh yeah, WBC baseball or how much of it was like, I was actually excited. And dude, during pool play, it was like, oh, these games are fun. Like the Mexico US game, like, oh man, that was yeah. insane. And then we got to the bracket play. Yeah, and, seriously. And I was just blown away, man. Those games were addicting. I wanted to watch them all and I couldn't be more pumped to watch the 2026 WBC. Like, I think yeah. the next step for this tournament is to try getting some European buy-in. If you can get some of those European countries to like start playing baseball, that's how you truly grow the game. And dude, this tournament was so much fun, pumped for what it was. And like, yes, we had some uh, moments where it's like, man, that sucks. Uh, Daltuve injury, the Edwin Diaz injury, yeah. right? But it's baseball. That's going to happen, man. Think about spring training. We had Gavin Lux. He's out for the season. Like, Dude, I you can't be worried about the injuries. Injuries 90% of the times are freak accidents, right? Yeah. Like I would say the other 10% something weird happens, right? But 90% of the time it's just a freak accident. Maybe even 95, 98% of the time, right? Like crazy high number. They're just freak accidents. Things happen, right? Yep. And like dude, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how these guys perform this season. Like, do they start the year locked in? Do they start the year slow? Like, I'll mm. be very excited to see how it happens. Overall, though, this tournament was phenomenal, and I am absolutely pumped for 2026. Yeah, seriously. Just just super, super excited to see it again. So really quick, I have Noah's takes really quick. He said he understands some players not wanting to play, and he does think the injury risk is slightly higher but if you ramp up earlier you should be good uh he said so about the mike trout otani about that mike trout didn't fail as much as otani just did an incredible thing yeah seriously and yeah. he's not a fan that trout about when he worked oh yeah he's not a fan of like trout like and, there's yeah, a, there's a narrative was dominant yeah i mean there's a narrative around the at bat that trout had a bad at bat now in fairness trout did struggle a little bit in in the last couple of games but that was not a bad at bat by Trout. It was a really yeah. amazing at bat by Otani. Oh, and we talked about this a little earlier. All three swing and misses. Trout was very close to sending that ball 
to another oh, yeah. dimension, right? And, like, and I know, <laughs> and I know, because we were we were back and forth a little bit uh, <laughs> on our Twitter thing. Trout, dude, yeah. Trout was taking some hacks that would have sent a ball to the moon. <laughs> yeah, like no, for sure. Yeah. And I think the last thing Noah says here is like Schwarber is one of the best big game hitters in this generation. We touched on that completely true. Yep, dude, that Schwarber you Darvish at bat, awesome in my mind is right up there with the Otani trout at bat. It was absolutely yeah. insane. Huge at bat. Yeah. I mean, this whole tournament was awesome. I mean, even if you just yeah. distilled it down just to that, just to the final, just to the brackets. Um, I mean, there were seven bracket games there. Huh? I can't hear you anymore. Oh no, I'm still here. You cut out for a second there. Oh, it might've oh. been my end. Honestly, it's just on your end. <laughs> okay. That's um, wonderful. That's all right. Um, <laughs> no, but, but, even if you just took the World Baseball Classic, just just for the last seven games, just the just the bracket games, three of those games are like already easily in like the top ten of my favorite baseball games I've ever watched. That's insane. That's the level yeah. of baseball that 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 this tournament was. And I think something that's important that we mentioned is like if you're if our own team was in the World Series. I personally would still prioritize that above this, right? Like if yeah. the Giants were playing in the World Series, the anxiety, the stress, sure. my heartbeat, like well, all that is yeah. way higher. But to me, this was equal as like a World Series, like last year's World Series. Yeah. It was fun. It as, was dope. As an outsider looking this was in. Same level. Amazing. Yeah, no, because yeah. I think also the thing with like your team being in the World Series, right, is you followed them for 162 games. Yeah. You followed them for the grind of the full season and the postseason. There's yeah. so much more buildup to it. Um, obviously, this is personal like personal investment, right? It's just time just invested. And, yeah, there's a lot more investment, and this is like a three week tournament. It's not nearly as much, but yeah, as far as like hype, atmosphere, quality of the game being played. Dude, it does not get much better. Yeah, no, that was so. Hopefully, everybody listening, you enjoyed this episode. You enjoyed the tournament as much as we did, and uh, we'll be back next Monday as regularly scheduled with the East Division breakdowns. That's gonna be fun. Uh, anything else you want to say? Uh, if we have not converted you to being a WBC <laughs> fan yet, go back, find highlights, watch the games, and if you still Dude. aren't convinced. You're wrong. And with yeah, that, it was an amazing tournament. And we are, <laughs> I'm extremely glad we have it. And with that, goodbye. We will see you on Monday. Goodbye.